0: of the Sports Rap podcast and it's your boy d i'm in the building you know where to find me facebook Sports Rap podcast is the group page right here on heat 100 radio if you get over to the page you can definitely get the link where you can tune in or you can just go to heat100radio.com and you can get me now i've got a couple of things that i need to add into real quick I didn't give you my Week 14 picks. I'm going to definitely do that. I also want to give shout-outs to, like, again, to everybody that tuned in earlier. Uh, Will Sly, Renee Weaver, Carla Hayes, William Kempler. To those that commented, thanks for those too. Voice No Chill, who was just tuned back in. Also, Stan Laws, who tuned who chimed in but did not uh, give any comments as of yet. Also, Tuesday Lamberson, 2-2. What's going on, homie? Glad to see you are tuned in. My sister, all the way from the shy. Shawana M. Jordan is now watching, is now tuned in. Guys, if you don't know anything about her, like I said, I talk to you about my friends. Good morning to you as well, young lady. I always talk to you about my friends, and I tell you I got some great friends. So you can get over to my page and check her out. Like, she's doing huge, huge things. African-American sister, her own league, women's league, owner of a couple of women's teams in that league, they also have a Ladies First Sports Agency. So go check them out. Ladies First Sports Agency. Google them. She also represents men. So guys, if you need some representation, get at me and I can forward you her information. Or you can just look her up and check her out. But like I said, if you can't get a hold of her, if you can't get her information, you know where to find me. And just ask me about it. And I will definitely share all of that information with you. Uh, Real quick, the Jets have fired their defensive coordinator and if you don't know why i mentioned to you when i gave my scores that there was a hail mary play between the jets and the las vegas raiders which allowed the raiders to win that game but if you didn't see it that defensive coordinator i don't know what this dude was thinking but he blitzed seven people on a hail mary now you know you do the math on this there's only 11 players on the field at a time for each side offense and defense 11 players so if you blitz seven means you got four players to defend the hail mary pass of course they're going to send as many receivers as possible to get to that hail mary pass so all in all defensive coordinator greg williams was fired this morning by the New York Jets. There will probably be some more firings to come along the way from the New York Jets because they are like now like Owen whatever. They haven't won a game yet so it doesn't really matter what the record is. What the losses are is Owen whatever. Okay so I'm sure there will be some more firings going on there. Okay so now I'm going to give you my picks for week 14 in the NFL. Now I have this schedule. Now As we have seen the past several weeks, there have been some changes and adjustments. So, I want to give you what I have in front of me. And if if I get any adjustments, if I get any changes, I will definitely do as I always do. Bring them to you via social media. Uh, Thursday, December the 10th, you got New England at the Rams. And that game, it's a tough one here. But I'm going to go with the Rams at home. And we move into Sunday's games. you got Houston at Chicago. Houston is coming off of a loss traveling, but I'm still going to go with Houston in that game. Dallas at Cincinnati. This is a tough one for me as well. But because it's the Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals in the, in the win for that game. Green Bay at Detroit. I'm going to go with the Packers in that game. Kansas City at Miami. I'm going with Big Red, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahome, and the Chiefs. Arizona at the New York Giants. Should be a good game. Not too sure if Daniel Jones, the original starter, will be back. But I'm going to stretch here, and I'm going to go with Arizona on the road. Minnesota at Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay at home. Denver at Carolina. Still not really sold on Drew Lock although they did play a little bit better. Their defense, you know, it's kind of like the Eagles. Their defense tends to keep them in and give them chances, but the offense just can't do anything. So I'm going to go with Carolina at home. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Sorry for Jacksonville. Tennessee's coming off of a loss, and I'm going to go with Tennessee on the road. Indianapolis at Las Vegas. Uh, the Vegas Raiders played, to, uh, played themselves into a Hail Mary situation against the winless Jets. Don't know how they'll bounce back and react at home. I'm going to stretch here again and go with Indianapolis on the road. New York Jets are at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going with Seattle at home. New Orleans Saints at Philadelphia. Eagles are coming back home. Again, we are not sure who's going to be the starter. We don't know what is going to transpire from yesterday up until Sunday. So I am going to go with the New Orleans Saints on the road. Atlanta at the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Falcons on the road, the Washington football team at the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to go with Washington on the road, just to stretch. That's going to be my push the envelope game, if you will. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Uh, It's a toughie, but with everything that's been going on with Pittsburgh right now, I'm going to stretch again here. I'm going to take Buffalo at home because I really like their defense. And next Monday, the 14th, Baltimore at Cleveland. I am going to go with the Ravens on the road. So there you have it. Those are my picks for week 14. So now we will jump right into some NBA talk. Okay. I've just been alerted that it has been announced The NBA teams. NBA has announced that all NBA teams, every team will get 30 million to help with financial issues due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Again, folks, I I keep telling you from the very start when that bubble started, when we first got into this pandemic and how the NBA prepared for it and what they did in creating that bubble, which alluded to more professional sports having a bubble, the WNBA and, and NHL. So I give them a lot of credit for this and also say that this is a great thing that they're doing. Because all of these teams are going to need help. Like I mentioned to you, I don't, we don't know as of yet about anybody else, but the Sixers already have two players that are away from the team because of positive tests. Yes, my sister, 30 mil. Where this money is coming from is another question, but I applaud the NBA for giving each team 30 million to help with financial issues due to COVID-19. And I mentioned to you maybe a week or two ago about the initial uh, health and safety protocol the NBA had put out to teams. It was 134 pages just last week, towards the end of last week. It has been upgraded to a 158-page protocol. Yes, Sumana, I agree. The NBA is head and shoulders right now above every other organization with dealing with their business, their product, and this COVID 19 pandemic we haven't heard anybody any other organizations any other leagues giving up that much money or any money for that matter uh to help these teams financially with the uh pandemic and some people may say well they don't really need the 30 million why are they giving them 30 million i said you have to understand and we always try to tell you, shout out to my partner baldy who's not here with me today but this is one of the things that we always talk about when we bring this stuff to you we like to give you a little bit, a little taste of the business side. And on the business side, and I'm sure people know it, they just don't pay that much attention to it because they're fans and they get in, caught up into the enjoyment and the excitement of watching the games and being in that environment. It's a lot of stuff that goes on. Yes, Shawana, none. It goes, it's a lot of stuff that goes into the financial issues with these professional organizations you go to these stadiums there are concessions so you have people that you have to play have employees employees that you have to play for concessions you have basic employees of the actual facility all of this is tied into these nba franchises so for the nba to say that they're going to give each team 30 million to help because with the nba ray santos thanks for tuning in right now we are still uncertain if fans will be allowed into games for the upcoming nba season we don't know if they're going to do like the nfl has started in some arenas do a percentage or if there are going to be fans allowed at all so there needs to be some help and the nba keeping it in-house keeping it like a family sort of nature are offering this help to their teams and you know again bottom line is it's business it's big business so the nba as an organization Is possibly losing money too so they have to help in some kind of way so i applaud them for doing so okay as we know nba season is training camps are underway they started on december the first so things are getting underway okay the nba season is set to begin on december 22nd uh in a week or two i will be giving out the probably next week excuse me next week i'll definitely i have the uh the Christmas Day schedule, and I will be announcing that probably next week. It's a little early right now because we're still in the training camp stages. Preseason starts next week in eight days. So, give you a little bit, you know, let you see a little bit first, and then I'll give you the Christmas Day schedule. Also, the NBA has uh, decided to have two parts to the season the first half and the second half. They recently released the first half of the season schedule they also have announced that there will be an all-star break but due to the pandemic there will possibly be no actual game which i'm okay with okay because again taking every precaution dealing with this pandemic and people if you don't know you don't understand you don't realize we are definitely still in a pandemic it's still here it hasn't gone anywhere okay so i understand the excitement that training camps have started They've done their due diligence. We still got football. But basketball season is coming. And again, applause and kudos to the NBA for everything that they're doing and how they're handling the organization, the running of their overall business and within this pandemic. Okay. So again, there there may not be an actual all-star game, but they will give the players a break. And then at some point, some point through through I think the first week or two of the first half of the season before the all-star break they'll release the second half of the season schedule which i think is okay and again like i said they went from opening with the 134 page health and safety protocol to adding more to making it 158 page health and safety protocol which i think is a beautiful thing which means to me and this is just my take on it that within that first 134 pages they had some things covered but then they realized with cities that have organizations that could be affected by this pandemic that could affect directly their business their potential employees they saw some things that they needed to add or they felt like there were some things that they needed to add and they added them so now there's a 158 page health and safety protocol within the nba on, on dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic that we are still in. So with that being said, we will move into our Sixers talk. We all know what went on in the bubble, in the playoffs. Sixers were swept out of the first round by the Boston Celtics. We've been a thorn in our side for the past several years. Okay. They made some changes. Brett Brown was fired they immediately and showed a sense of supreme urgency in hiring doc rivers within a week after he was fired if less than that maybe but within a week of him being fired being let go from the la clippers which i think was a great move again i'm backtracking a little bit but i just want to bring you up to speed i felt like that move was a no-brainer considering what was going on with the organization and how the organization how the team was being run how the team was operating then there were the talk there was the talk of well which one should we trade should we trade Joel? should we trade and B? knowing that immediately after being swept out of the playoffs general manager at the time and still general manager elton brand put out in a statement that he has no interest in trading ben simmons or joel and b what his intentions were were to improve The personnel around them okay so they started in the front office bring in doc rivers a well-respected coach around the league well-respected by other front office members and well-respected by a lot of players around the league championship pedigree he won a championship with the boston celtics and i keep going back to that because People are talking about the egos and what, go, what went on with the Sixers, and we get back to that word, my favorite word when talking about the Sixers right now, accountability. He dealt with some personalities. On that team, that Boston team where he won his championship, he had Kevin Garnett, he had Ray John Rondo, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. So he had some egos he had to deal with. He moves on to the Clippers. He had some egos there that he had to deal with. Okay done a good job done a really good job in doing so so i think again great great move in hiring doc rivers as the coach Danielle miller thanks for tuning in so then they move along and another front office personnel person was let go Daryl morey uh formerly of the houston rockets and immediately Everyone says, oh, wow, yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to trade Joel Embiid because he likes to play small ball, things, this, that, and the third, whatever. That was the situation in Houston. Okay, He has come in, and he said that he has begun to build a relationship with one Joel Embiid. It's a good relationship. Joel Embiid is still here. Ben Simmons is still here contrary to a lot of the fan base's beliefs Daryl morey did what elton brand said he wanted to do with the organization he put some pieces around a nice a better supporting cast around the two stars and getting back to it like i always bring up doc rivers has stated when ben and joel are on the floor together they win 65 percent of their games again do the math people in a 72 game season in the eastern conference the way the eastern conference is set up right now 65 percent will definitely get you in the playoffs it's just a matter of what you do in that playoff run to continue or whatever but they're still here now darryl morey first thing he does first thing he does and i applaud him immensely for this was move al horford he got rid of that contract which was owed 80 million over the next three years you couldn't move him to the bench, all like I mentioned earlier with Carson Wentz, you kind of really don't want to have your $100 million man on the bench. You kind of don't really want to be paying $40 million a season to a backup center or $30 million, whatever it was, to the backup center. And it was a known fact that we saw it as they played in the bubble that there was not it was, it was not a good fit. So they made some moves. He got rid of that contract. He got rid of Al Orford. And they bring in Danny Green and terrence ferguson from the oklahoma city thunder okay terrence ferguson yes young guy scrappy off the bench can be can be some help you know can help solidify that bench or start to help solidify that bench you bring in danny green veteran championship pedigree immediately a lot of fan lot of the fan base, said, oh, he's too old he can't do this danny green is known for that what they like to call maybe that 3 and d guy okay in my opinion with what you have already in your core. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. They always talked about the spacing. They needed spacing. You saw how Joel and B thrived a little bit with J.J. Reddick in the offense. Los, the enforcer, what's going on? So now you bring in Danny Green. And I've been talking about this since it happened. I've been talking to people on different occasions. I was just talking about it at work the other day. And what I said to a lot of people was, okay i give you that he might be a little older yes but players get older that's the nature of life people get older it's, it's just that simple but you have danny green who can still shoot okay he can still play enough defense to guard some guards and some threes on the wing so now you look at the makeup of this offense where as the sixers progressed under brett Brown, or didn't really progress but as they moved along under brett brown teams began to double team joe as he was showing how much of a dominant force he could possibly be in this league so teams would start to double team him which wreaked havoc on our offense because at the time the last two seasons he really didn't have anyone to kick the ball out to that he was sure of that or the organization was sure of that could knock down the shot now you bring in danny green and he can definitely do that so now teams will have to think harder about immediately running and double team Joe to get the ball out of his hands now you have the spacing to allow Ben Simmons to do what he does best create off the dribble and get to the cup with his size and with his speed then Daryl Morey makes another trade on draft night well let me start they draft Tyrese Maxey which I think was a very good pick a lot of people are calling him a steal in this draft then he makes another move and he trades Josh Richardson and a first-round pick. Or I think it's a second-round pick, whatever. But Josh Richardson to the Dallas Mavericks in return, the Sixers get Seth Curry, who is was currently the leader, active leader in three-point percentage. He can shoot the three, he can create, he can be used as an additional ball handler, he can also play in the pick and roll, which I think Doc is going to institute, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Which he already has said that he's going to institute some more pick and rolls in this uh, offense okay so now you have the tools that you need you have the spacing now uh doc rivers also went so far as to say he doesn't care about ben simmons shooting a three he wants ben simmons to excel and succeed in the things that he does well great to hear that from your coach great to hear that from your new head coach which means he will also hold him accountable If he does not do so, okay. There's been a lot of chatter from players, media, coaching staff about the state of Joel Embiid, where surprisingly, everyone is saying the same thing that he's in great shape right now. He is one who was ecstatic about the hire of Doc Rivers. Again, like I mentioned, he's building a relationship a very good apparently relationship with daryl morey okay so there's that and again you trade away josh richardson but you get back something that you sorely needed okay then you bring in a tony bradley another backup center then they go and they sign dwight howard who i initially said was i think was a good signing because he can help joel in practice he can make sure he can help joel stay in shape and he can challenge him in practice and bring that forward to the games and then you know what you'll get out of dwight as a backup center you know that the toughness that we haven't had in a while on the sixers roster so things are coming together on the surface that we see that is very enticing to fans once again But I think it's going to have a little different effect this time around. There were some things that were enticing at the end of last season, going into last season, but it just didn't pan out. I think these moves that were made right now are moves that will pan out. Again, like I said, you've got a coach who is going to institute some pick and rolls. So one of the things I want to start with, and it's the reason that Doc Rivers is here, and the reason that he's getting the kudos. And it's an article that I found. And it's Doc Rivers talk sixers news, players, offensive changes, and more. Okay, so he's already added that it's gonna be tough dealing with the short off season and the impact of COVID nineteen. And we all understand that. Okay. And that that's a given. That that's not even really a mo- uh, a good point to bring up right now. So I'm gonna let that go by. I just wanted to get it out. Okay. The next thing is a new coach, new system. So you have to somehow, some way, create an identity. Okay. And Doc Rivers has made it clear that he believes this team has to get in the gym together first and that they will collectively get in shape together. I think it's a great thing. You know, there's not that one focus on, well, I need Joel to be in shape and everything else to take care of the place. No, we all got to be in shape together in order for this thing to work. Okay, he also goes on to say, and I quote, the identity has to be what they believe it is, not what I want it to be. I know that we are a great defensive team. I know that if we start with that, you win with balance. He also goes on to say teams that have won the title have been in the top five in either offense or defense and top 10 in either offense or defense. Okay? So that means they've either been in top ten, top five in offense or defense, or they've been somewhere in the top ten. Okay? You have to have great balance. End quote. All right. So there you have it. He understands the challenge ahead of him and he's up for the challenge. Okay. He also goes on to say, we want to be a great defensive team and a great offensive team. They want to be in the top ten in both. And if they can do that. Historically, that would say that we're one of the elite teams. So it's going to take an elite effort to get there. I believe that with him as the head coach, that he can get these guys to buy in, and they will become an elite team together, which is a great thing. looking moving forward. Okay, there has been high praise for Shake Milton, who could arguably there's been discussion who could arguably take a lead role off of the bench okay um he's doc. his coach players like jamal crawford and lou williams who have done great things for him we know what both of those two players can do on the basketball court we know that hopefully shake can improve and get into that um he said that he has worked on his shooting and he has packed on 10 to 13 pounds more muscle to get stronger so that means he's coming into shape. So that mindset is beginning to show up. That mindset is beginning to be there prevalent in the players within this organization. Okay. Then he says again, like I mentioned, he won't be, Ben Simmons won't be forced to shoot three-pointers. Of course we know that's not his game. Okay. And they have better personnel to embrace now. You can institute the pick and roll with these two guys, and you can add other pieces into the pick and roll and get the best out of the talents that they two have. And I'm speaking of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Okay. Finally, there are changes for Tobias Harris. If you remember when the Sixers and Elton Brand made the trade for Tobias Harris from the L.A. Clippers, Tobias Harris was having arguably his best first half of a season In his career, he was arguably an all-star. Okay, Doc Rivers goes on to say he has give. See, Rivers can give Harris more high screens and pick and rolls to work as he did in L.A. He wants Harris to get wants Harris to making get him to making quicker decisions again. And I quote: Tobias and I have obviously talked a ton since the making since me taking the job. First thing, we've got to get, get him back to being a quick decision maker. <laughs> quick decision player, rather. Okay? Doc has mentioned to him that he saw him dribbling way too much. He says Tobias is so darn skilled going downhill left and right that they need to get him back to that. Okay, So that is one take on where the Sixers are right now in their retool. I'm not going to say rebuild because it's not really a rebuild. They're just retooling because they changed some key pieces as far as the coach and they brought in some things that they needed um, that they have been lacking in the last couple seasons. Okay. So the second thing I'm going to move into is five ways that the Sixers have helped Joel Embiid or have supported Joel Embiid this offseason. Okay. There was talk about Tyron Liu being interviewed, possibly coach, uh Mike Dantoni, which I really did not like at all. Then there was maybe talk about Billy Donovan, and that did not play itself out. So again, you move up and you bring in Doc Rivers. Immediately, Joel B was happy with that move. Okay? Um, it's a move that they both like. And again, that's the one thing, one thing there. They hired Doc Rivers. Okay. Again, you have a coach that will hold these players accountable that that will do his best to get what they get the best out of the talent level of these two stars. You know, again, Rivers is a championship coach. But not one who ought to be impervious to blame for failures in the past. So meaning there they're saying he is a championship coach, but they're also looking at what happened in the, with the Clippers this past season. But they also go on to say that he is the most respected coaching figure among NBA players. Okay. He carries a cachet and gravitas with him that commands a room. When coaching the right players, the personality and acumen to lead a unit to the promised land. He does have that. Again, like I said, the accountability factor. Then the Sixers bring in Darryl Morey. Again. And B immediately was ecstatic about this as well. He immediately says, and I quote, Darrell, I think he's going to be great. I've talked to him a lot. We like to talk about basketball, but you can relate with someone, but you can relate with someone when you can just talk about life. So that's a good thing for the Sixers in the organization. Say Maury is without question one of the top five, one of the five best executives in the NBA. Okay? He seems to be keeping his star in the loop consistently, and that is a very welcome change. I agree with that. Okay? The next thing is they traded out Horford. Okay? We all saw that this just wasn't a good fit. You know, at the time, it was one of those things I felt like he was a thorn in our side playing against Boston. Couldn't get past him. He did some things to Joel that really couldn't get him focused and whatnot. So you figure, all right, we can't beat him. We'll bring him in and maybe he can help us. Just didn't work. No discredit to Al Horford, although he is aging. But with where the Sixers were and bringing him in, it just did not work. So they traded for traded him away. <clears throat> they then traded for Seth Curry. Okay. And again, like I mentioned to you, 44% from three-point land. You know, arguably the best shooting percentage in active uh, three-point shooters right now so while not while not as accomplished a versatile a defender as Richardson okay which is true Curry gives you shooting in spades he's averaged 44 percent shooting from three point range on a high volume he also has the skill set to meaningfully alleviate the issue with spacing the Sixers had last year having a truly gravity elite shooter really changes the dynamic for Ben and Joe, okay? Curry now can become a core piece on this roster, and he's under the team control for an extremely reasonable eight mil a year for three more seasons. Then finally, the Sixers bring back Justin Anderson, who was a good friend to Joel, who also will bring some toughness, who probably will not play a lot But now Joel has another friend on the beat. And not saying that none of the guys that were currently on the roster before Justin Anderson's return weren't friends of him, but you always have players that you just get closer to. Justin Anderson was one of those guys that he got closer to as far as being a teammate and dealing with the pressures in everyday NBA life. Okay, So they've done some things that will definitely boost the encouragement of their star one of their stars they also have done some things that will help this offense will help joel become a better player will help ben simmons become a better player and again there's not the emphasis on ben simmons shooting the three which i think is great because if you let that go and you let ben be ben i think you'll have more success out of him you'll get more out of him you know he's a, a freak of nature if you will at the point guard spot if he remains there at 610 because there's really no point guards in the league that can really match up with him on a as a defensive you know, as a defender because of his size and his skill he's quick to the rim he can get to the rim he can finish at the rim and he can post up smaller guards so it's going to help and now the spacing will allow joe and ben to be dominant at times during games where they can play pick and roll together which they couldn't do because of the lack of spacing and again now teams will have to think very hard about doubling either one of these guys because they have shooting around them now they bring in ryan Brokoff, who's another shooter okay uh one of their draft picks isaiah joe is a sniper we don't know how much time he'll get how much he'll get acclimated to the speed of the nba game and catch up with the offense but he's a sniper for down the line they also have a guy who they signed to a two-way contract in dakota mathis who was another sniper again we don't know how much time he'll see at the nba level but he is definitely within the organization now on the G League uh delaware blue Coats with the two-way contract so the sixers have improved it's still yet to see how much they have improved when all this comes together. And it may be a slow start because you're instituting a new system, you're bringing in new key players who will have key roles on this team. And again, with the pandemic, it's not a the lengthy training camp. So everything is condensed and it's got to be done kind of quick. So there may be a slow start for the Sixers, but I think once it all comes together, there will be plenty of good basketball to look at here in Philadelphia. Okay. Um the salary cap issues have begun to get better. Like I said, you got rid of that contract with Al Horford. So now you have some room, and they have some room and they have done some things, you know, within the organization already. Okay. You've got some expiring contracts. I mean Danny Green and a couple other people who might be who might come back, who may not. But we see the direction with the new additions in the front office and on the bench, the coaching staff that doc rivers has assembled is a really, really good coaching staff. You now have Dick Yeager, Sam Cassell, and you know, doc rivers as the head coach, you have guys that are proven in this league that can help these young guys come along. Okay. So the progression is there, you know, it just needs to come together. Um, as we see it and again i don't know how fast it's going to work we don't know how it's all going to come together and like i said i admit it, it possibly could be a little slow to start but i think it will all come together and once it all comes together hmm, it's going to be something to deal with okay again like i said the players and everybody else is saying that Joel is in shape Ben is coming in in shape as he always does. We just hope that Ben doesn't get injured at key points of the season like he has the last couple of seasons. So again, it's all goes back to what Doc said. If we come in and training camp together and we start this getting in shape and doing this regiment together, it will definitely help us out throughout the season throughout the season and in the long run. Dwight Howard, another addition, a veteran, you know, guys that can help Joel and B. Uh, There was small talk about Joel Embiid playing against Tony Bradley in practice, who is telling him that he's not a Rudy Gobert, which psychologically I think is an advantage for Tony Bradley because now he can go out and just play. He's got to deal with Joel and Dwight Howard in practice. He can just go out and play. Terrence Ferguson, the other addition from OKC, Scrappy, young guy, like I said. Tyrese Maxey, tough. Um, very favorable to Doc Rivers right now. Isaiah Joe, a sniper, like I said to you. The guys that they have on the G League squad, that they, they signed the two-way contracts. Paul Reed and Dakota Mathis. Guys that could be future parts of this progressing. With that being said, there you have it, folks. That is your Sixers NBA Talk for today november uh november december the 7th 2020 again basketball season preseason gets underway on the 15th which is eight days away we will definitely get into that a little bit later on down the line again like i said next week probably or maybe probably next week i will give you uh the christmas day schedule the christmas day slate some pretty good games going on unfortunately the Sixers are not on the christmas day slate this year but hopefully they'll get back to that they'll have a showing during the season they can get back to that next season but i'm looking forward to some good things some great things with this team the way it's been put together right now and again like i said it 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 all starts with what they did in the offseason with the coach and the front office your boy d i'm gonna take a quick break when i come back we will close out and get you ready for your rest of your monday and the rest of your week you are tuned in to Sports Rack on Heat 100 radio stay tuned folks i'll see you on the other side in just a few minutes